Hi, I'm Pam, and I would like to welcome you to the Live Authentically Show. My team and I help other people step into their authentic realities, and we do this a number of different ways. Through my first book, SOAR, S-O-A-R, which is an experiential journey through a transformative event in my life and shows how I partnered with the universe, and also through this podcast and through coaching. So I'm an executive coach, and I help, I help high-level executives and entrepreneurs um, reach massive momentum in their lives. So super excited to tell you more about that. But first, we have a very exciting guest on our show today. His name is David Wood, and he he's actually been on the show before, went back and looked through the archives, and you were back on episode 84. So um, for background on David and all the amazing work that he's doing in the world, his journey to authenticity, you can go back and listen to all of that on episode 84. But he is back again for an encore, and he's going to tell us about what he's been working on recently. He's got a new book out there. It's called The Mouse in the Room. And so I'm super excited to be able to give you a place and a space to, to broadcast about this and tell everybody about this amazing book that you've launched into the universe. So I'll go ahead and turn it over to you, David. Well, thank you. Ah, um, live authentically. I can't think of a better show to be on to talk about the book. The book's called Mouse in the Room because the elephant is not alone. I love that. Yeah. Love uh, we, that. we all know about the elephant. You see it. I see it. No one's saying anything, which mm -hmm. is kind of sad actually, but that's, you know, that's how we often operate. There's some big thing happening. Like, I don't know, suppose someone is 10 minutes late to a meeting and doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, there's an elephant in the room. No one's saying anything. Or maybe, you know, we had a fight, last time we we saw each other and now we're here at a party and no one's addressing it mm -hmm. it's like it just creates division and loneliness and isolation and we're not related we're not connected so the book is to say we should absolutely address elephants in the room but it goes so much further than that many animals in the room are much more subtle mm -hmm. maybe i see it but you don't see it okay. or maybe i've got a story that i'm i'm like Oh, I might've just like a couple of nights ago, I was at an acting class and I, I suggested to someone something she could have done a little differently. Mm -hmm. My story in my head is that that didn't land well, that she kind of felt a little bit insulted and she did not want that feedback. And so that's a mouse. Okay. You know, I could, I could just let that mouse hide or I could identify it and say, Oh, okay. And reach out. And I probably will today and leave a message and say, Hey, I just, got the feeling that didn't land well and that wasn't what you wanted to hear and I want to apologize. Mm. So the book was originally called Name That Mouse because it's about finding a mice and then naming them. But then we realized people don't even know there are mice there, so we're calling it Mouse in the Room. Okay. And it's about authenticity. It's about stopping the act that we're always presenting to the world because we don't want to get in trouble or feel uncomfortable and finding artful ways to name your mice so that you can be seen for who you are mm -hmm. and generate more connection, confidence, and be a, be a better leader. I love that. And that, I was actually just going to ask you as you were talking, you know, what are the benefits of naming the mice and identifying the mice and addressing them in the room? And, you know, you just spoke to that through, you know, confidence, connection, being a better leader, but I would love to have you expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, thank you. When 
if you, if there's something happening for you and you don't name it, then the other person is likely to pick up on it in some way. They may not, it may not be conscious, but they know something's off. And so they're going to be less likely to want to hang out with you again, to be with you. They're going to trust you less. They may not even be aware of it, but when you can name the truth, Mm -hmm. I've just thought of another mouse. Let's suppose you're on a call with someone and you want to get off the phone because you want to move on to something else. or you got another appointment. If you don't say that, it's all they know is something's weird. Something's happening. But when you can say it, they're like, Oh, that's what's going on. You want to go. Okay. Whatever. We generate more trust. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes when I think about like who in my life have I taken a risk with and really been authentic at the, and at the risk of losing the relationship, mm-hmm. um, Jack Canfield comes to mind. I love Jack Canfield from chicken soup. I think he's an amazing human being. And when I first met him, I was just pushing myself to constantly name my mice. Like, what's my experience? Okay, I'm a bit awestruck being with you. There's a mouse. Um, I really respect your work. And I'm hoping if I hang out with you, it's just going to rub off in some way. (laughs) There's another mouse. And when I asked him if he'd write the forward to my book, I thought, I just want to be up front. And I said, I, I wonder if you'd consider it. And I want to be upfront. I've asked Richard Branson as well. And if he says, yes, I'm going to go with him. I wonder if you'd be willing to be a backup. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a bold request. Mm-hmm. And he said, classic Jackie said, oh, well, you're going alphabetically. I understand that. <laughs> and he ended up saying, yes, Richard Branson, Richard Branson said, no, Jack said, yes. Okay. And I just, I just kept on revealing whatever was was going on and i believe that when you do that you can stand out and i don't think i ever would have gone and stayed at jack's home um or been invited to even do that had i not been real now he could have said whoa this guy's too much this guy's too much and and like hell i'm gonna write the forward now that you've told me that i'm your second choice that was the risk I took to name those mice. Mm-hmm. When you, but if the people do stick around, you're going to find that they trust you because you are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And it works for leadership as well. If you're not willing to be revealed and give them as people a sense of who you are and what's driving you and why you care about this and actually name what's happening, mm-hmm. who's going to trust that? They're not going to want to follow you. So there's business application. If money's a, a driver for you, I think you'll make more money. I think you'll, you'll get more customers. You'll get better vendors. You'll create alliances that other people are jealous of. Mm-hmm. All because you are actually being the real you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, what do you believe are some of the barriers in place that get in the way of people naming the mice, addressing the mice, et cetera. I love that question. First barrier is we don't know what our mice are. Now I'll speak for myself. I grew up as a, as a, a boy in an Australian country town and feelings weren't really a big thing there. I didn't get asked a lot, David, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. David, what's happening in your body right now? Mm-hmm. That was not a thing. And so 
I just kind of grew up very left-brained okay. and logical and with a lot of thoughts. And when people would say, be in your body, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And so the first barrier is we don't even know. We might be having a conversation with someone. They said something felt a little bit insulting or we felt cut off. Or we didn't get a chance to say it. That might've been a little frustrating. All these micro emotions are happening mm-hmm. and we may not even be aware of it. Or maybe our, our shoulders have been clenching up while we're during a meeting, having a meeting or the belly got a little tight. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be amazing to, to be aware of that and notice that and even say, Oh, I noticed my belly just got, got tight hearing that. Can we slow down a second? I want to see what that's about. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then who knows what, what mouse they may have in response to that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, let's slow it down. I wonder what, what's going on around that. And then we can go into what's real mm-hmm. instead of just this left brain logical blah, 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 blah. And then you go blah, blah, blah. And we're skipping over our mice. So the first step is we need to actually slow down enough to go, what is happening for me? Now, initially you may not realize it until afterwards it might be the next day. It might be a month later. That's fine. You can still go back and name that mouse. The second thing reason we may not want to name our mice is fear of discomfort. Okay. I might feel really uncomfortable saying uh, another example is I had a podcast host. I offered a coaching session as a gift. And uh, he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So I had some mice. I didn't know what they were, but I knew I had some mice. I, just, I knew I didn't like it. Right. So that's the beginning. Like, oh, I don't like that. And then if I went underneath it, um, he said, look, I'm sorry. That's my bad. I've used your booking link to reschedule. That really got me. And again, I didn't know why, but I'm like, I don't like that. And as I, went through the worksheet. We have a worksheet in the book that'll help you discover, which is the first step, what's going on for me. I realized I didn't feel like my time was respected Mm, or that I was respected. The fact that he assumed I was willing to reschedule. It's like, no, wait a minute. Okay. I want to know. And and I had to work out what I want. And this is also in the worksheet. What's a request. And so I, I took a risk and I created a video and I said, Hey, yep, that happens. I totally get it. And I noticed I had a reaction and I want to share it with you. If you're open to hearing it, please keep watching. And if you're not, just stop now. That's okay. So that's getting consent. Mm-hmm. And then I, I said, I noticed that, you know, I felt a contraction when you didn't show up. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. That's, that's half an hour that I'd already allocated for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Uh, and said no to maybe a couple of other things. So that was the impact. But then when you rescheduled and just assumed that I was willing to reschedule, I felt like you weren't respecting my time mm-hmm. and you may be respecting my time, but that's how I felt. And my request is I'd like to do a, a session with you. And I'd like to know that you do value my time and that you are hundred percent committed to showing up for this mm-hmm. next session. And I had a third one. I can't remember what it was. I said, if you could let me know you're good with all three of those, then I'm, I'm a hell yes. Mm-hmm. Now you don't know what you're going to get, right. right? This is fear of discomfort. So I was, I was uncomfortable for about a day okay. working out what was going on. And then he might've been like, Oh my God, you're so over the top. 
Mm-hmm. You're so sensitive. He might have felt uncomfortable, and then and and he might he might badmouth me. This is where my mind goes. He might badmouth me to other podcast hosts and say that guy is just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. That was my fear. So this is the second reason that we that we may not name our mice is we're worried that the other person might be uncomfortable or we're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And my response to that is be willing. That's part of what it takes to be human and to live your life. Be willing to risk that. Now, this might be the third reason that people might not name a mouse. They don't know how to name it artfully. They haven't been taught. So if they just went and said, dude, you, you were late. So I don't want to have another session with you. Mm -hmm. That may not go over well. So there's a way to do it. And, and I've already outlined what I did in my video. He got back to me and said, oh, my God, can I share this video on my podcast? Oh. Because I'm not used to communication like this, and this is amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was inspired that I was standing up, I was standing in my dignity and making it. So we outline in the book a simple process for how you can go about it so it's much less likely to be a train wreck and more likely to lead to deeper connection. There may still be discomfort. You got to be willing for that. That's part of the territory. But you can choose the discomfort of wearing a mask or the discomfort of telling your truth. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. Just so um, beautifully. Yeah. One of those has a lot more upside than the other. Yeah, absolutely. So beautifully said. So what does it mean when you speak your truth, you identify the mouse, et cetera, call an issue on, on into the carpet and someone retracts and vibrates out of your reality? What does yeah. that what meaning does that have to you? Yeah. Well, I, I feel a little sad. Um, I'm thinking about a time in my life when I was like, how do I name this mouse with this guy? This guy is complaining for a long time like every time i see him there's like 10 20 minutes of complaint and it's draining and i you know so i went and got some coaching i didn't have this book to to rely on back then and with my coach's help i went and said look i want to hang out with you i really value our friendship and i noticed that there's a lot of complaint you know a lot of it and i'm willing to hear complaint i wonder if you'd be open to setting a time limit on it Mm-hmm. So it's like, go to town, complain, go, go full out for five minutes. And then we shift to something positive. Would you be open to that? Never heard from that friend again. Mm. Yeah. And I'm glad I spoke up. It wasn't going to serve anyone for me to be constantly complaining about him in my head. Right. And it wouldn't serve anyone for me to just drift away without giving him a chance to show up. And that was the coaching I got from my coach was create a space for the other person to step into. Okay. Up okay. To them mm-hmm. If they step in or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel sad that that happened. And yet that seems like that's what was meant to be every now and then every five years, I go trying to search for him online and see if I could find and reconnect. Cause we had such a friendship. There was another person too, I had invited a group of people to my birthday party. And then I started feeling worried about this one person who likes to be the center of attention. 
Mm. And it's almost like she sucks the energy from the room. And I'm like, I want this to be the David show. Sure. Now I had to work that out. I just knew I was worried. And then I had to go into it and get coaching. You can read the book and go, Oh, okay. Go through the process. Mm-hmm. I don't really want her to come if she's going to do that. And so I had a conversation with her and I said, sometimes this is my experience of you. I didn't say you do this. I said, this is my experience and I want this to be the David show. And um, so I have a concern and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to still come and enjoy yourself. And maybe I could give you a signal if something's happening that I'm like, Hey, I'd like the attention back on me. Mm -hmm. You'd be open to that. She said, well, let me sit with it. And she sat with it and came back and said, I think I'm not going to come to the party because that doesn't feel good to me. I said, okay, worked out for me. It wasn't a close friend. And so we also had no communication. The irony is she's the one who sparked this book. It was something out of her mouth that had me go, oh, she said, you've just got to name the thing, whatever the thing is, you've got to name the thing. And so I named the thing with her. We haven't spoken since. Sometimes that's the way it should go. Now, I also want to say, just because it doesn't go well, or let, no, even that's not right. Just because you felt uncomfortable or they had a reaction uh, to naming the mouse, that doesn't mean it's over. Right. That's round one. Mm-hmm. I once had a, a girlfriend and I said to her, you're amazing using sexuality as a hook. You, you're so good at it. I wasn't judging her. I just said, you're so good at it. She didn't speak to me for two weeks. Now, I didn't use the process in the book. Had I done that and said, you know, something I want to name that might be edgy for you to hear, you won't, but I didn't get consent or whatever, but I had nothing writing on it. I'm just like, you are just amazing. And she didn't talk to me for two weeks. And then she came back and said, damn it, you're right. I do. I had no idea. I'm doing it like breathing. So that was exciting. So just because, you know, the person might get upset or angry or feel offended or whatever, stick with them. Mm-hmm. Stick with them while they have their reaction. Get curious. Be with them. They might just need to have the reaction and that's it. Or maybe you need a round two or round three or round four to go deeper into what it. I'm having a, a conversation in 30 minutes with my co-author She's got a lot of mice. I got a lot of mice. We're kind of like a bit clashing a little bit mm-hmm. as we go into the final stages of the book. And I don't know what's going to happen. We may feel loving feelings after we've named all our mice, or it may be we're still feeling offended or awkward or triggered. That's all right. Mm-hmm. We'll have it. We'll have another round right? and we'll, we'll find our way. And I love that, that mindset of this is just round one. You know, and I believe, you know, you can never get it wrong and it's never done as long as, you know, both people are committed to growth. You know, it's, it's a learning experience and it's about growing, expanding and stepping into new space. And I believe that sometimes it takes a little while to metabolize the new approach, the new paradigm, the new language. You know, like you said, you know, that the guy said, can I put this up on my podcast, this video? You know, I've never had a conversation like this before. This isn't communication that I'm accustomed to having in this way, et cetera. So sometimes it takes people a little time to kind of really grow into that, to expand into that. So I think it's important too, like to just, you know, view it as a series of rounds and just give it time, right? Give it time to absorb. 
Yes. And you're pointing, I'm excited now, you're pointing to another benefit of this, which is growth. Mm-hmm. See, imagine spending a large portion of your life not sharing what's going on inside you. And it shouldn't be hard for most of us. It's been most of my life. But imagine doing that and constantly hiding it because we're worried about the reaction. Mm-hmm. What if those things could come to the light? We get to name those mice so they don't get to breed in the background because they're, they're real breeders. Um, we get to name the mouse, find out how the other person, person feels in response to that. Mm-hmm. And then I might have another reaction in response to that. And then they have a real reaction in response to that. And we get to ping pong back and forth in reality instead of in some play that we're in. The growth can be amazing. Yeah, maybe you get to feel that hurt. Maybe you get to feel that love. We haven't talked about positive mice. They don't have to be negative. It's anything. You might be appreciating someone and you've never really told them. Could be someone you don't know. Could be an author. You never reached out and just said, my God, you changed my life. Yeah. Or telling, telling your, your kid how amazing they are or that you learn something from them and that, you know, you just have, there's so many positive mice. We've identified eight different types of mice in the book. And one of them is appreciation mouse. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so important. I, you know, I think that, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I don't always take time to articulate my appreciation for other people, things, etc., either internally or, you know, or verbally with other people. And I think that's such a big, piece of this, um, as I sit here and just listen to you talk and reflect on your book, you know, it really is, I mean, it's, it's about growth. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an invitation to everyone, to humanity, to really lean into growth. And it's an invitation to step into higher. it's about evolution, really. It's about, it's an invitation to step into higher levels of consciousness. And what you've done is like, you've created this, this massive space for people to really lean into that. And I think that that is just, just revolutionary. I think that that's groundbreaking. I love it. And in fact, can I quote you on that? Because I, I want to add that to our, I I don't want to put you on the spot, but I love what that language, this book is an invitation to humanity to step into high levels of consciousness. That's absolutely true. And um, I like it so much. I'd like to, I'd like to quote you on that. Can I say that? By all means, please. It would be an honor. I so nice. appreciate that. You're the first person who said something about this that's it's gone so in, in my brain. And I've thought, yes, that is the higher picture of this book. That's the higher goal, the higher aim. I think this could really have an impact on the world. Oh, I and know. I haven't been able to articulate it. And you just... You just did. That's exactly how I see it. It's not just about communication. It's so much grander than that. I mean, it really is a tool um, that will be used to move humanity forward in a powerful way. So I think that what you've done here is absolutely brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for this amazing gift you're putting out in the world. I mean, this is just so, so exciting. Um, what's what's next in terms of your book launch, in terms of actually getting it out there and making it available to people? 
Yeah, thank you. Well, it's it's available this week because I know you're going to release this the week that the, the book comes out. And I would love, like if this resonates for you and you're interested in mouse naming and you think that this could be good for the world, go and buy the book. Go to mouseintheroom.com. It'll give you an Amazon link. Uh, and uh, we're planning to release for this week, we're releasing the Kindle version for something stupid like 99 cents because we want to, we want it to be a bestseller on Amazon. So take advantage of that or buy the, you know, buy the, the, uh, the paperback. Um, what, what we'd love you to do is go to mouse in the room, get the book, post a picture of you getting the book on, on, uh, on social media so that other people can hear about it. And then if you think it deserves a five-star review, leave us a five-star review on Amazon. Apparently that's how it climbs in the rankings and we can hit that magic bestseller. I think it's a good excuse for a party to bring people together in this one week. And, uh, and I'd love you to read it and start mouse naming left, right, and center. Don't practice, practice with your, your kids, practice with your partner, practice with your staff, practice with your boss. Um, it'll show you how to artfully do it with other people. And initially they might be like, what is going on here? That's right. We tell you how to let them know that this is something new that you're doing and you're going to have a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a ripple effect on people because they're going to be like, well, he or she said that. I think I could maybe be more transparent in my life. And that's, wow. that's, that's the ripple impact I want to have. I love it. I love what you're doing. So, yeah. So what else? Is there anything else before we wrap up here? I know we've got just a couple more minutes, but is there anything else you'd like to share with regard to the book, the launch, anything at all um, before we wrap up? Yeah, thanks. I'd say if you if you really care about authenticity and leadership and communication, how you're showing up in the world, um, reach out to me about coaching. You can go to focus.ceo. That's my main website and go to the bottom and request a session and we'll get on the phone and see if it could be coaching for your team. It could be coaching for you as a manager. Um, or I, I coach business owners on, on doubling their revenue as well. It could be about that. We'll get on the phone. I'll ask you some probing questions before we even get on the call. So just know that's coming and then we'll see if coaching is a fit for you and if we'd be a fit for each other. Amazing. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show again and telling us all about this amazing book you've got coming out. I so appreciate your time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I noticed I've got the old uh, cover up there that still says name that mouse. It don't get confused if you're watching the video. It's mouseintheroom.com. And it's a pleasure to see you again, Pamela. Likewise, likewise. It's been great to see you. And I look forward to staying in touch and reading your book. I'm super excited to grab a copy of that. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch. So again, I so applaud you on all this amazing work you're doing to make a huge impact on humanity. So thank you again for being here. And thank you to all of our viewers, viewers and listeners. I believe the time is a choice and I'm grateful that you are here to listen to everything that David has had to share about his new book. Thanks everyone and have a great day.